I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Absolute Radio. Goodness. I, I, I went to a Bon Voyage party last night for Meow Meow. <laughs> uh, it's, left, it's left me a little shaken, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Anyway, um, welcome to the Frank Skinner Absolute Radio Show. I'm with Emily. I'm with Gareth. Good morning. What have you got? I got pig iron! <laughs> well, just don't, don't lead me into it. I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to wean myself off the pig eye. Oh, don't be shy about the pig eye. Oh, maybe you're right. So it's a funny old, it's funny old times going on with. Mm. The, I love the idea that volcanoes are stopping aeroplanes from flying. It's, it's so like a multiplex old, disaster movie. What, I love it. It's sort of old world taking on modern world and winning. Well, mm. I, I, Laura came in when I was still asleep the other morning to tell me about it, and I just, you know, when you just incorporate something into your dreams. Oh, yeah. I like that Laura always has to tell you what's going on in the world <laughs> yeah. as well. He, he just lies in bed slumbering <laughs> and she comes in and says things. There's, apparently there's going to be a general election. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I can imagine it. Mm. No, go on. So she and came it, in and told you about... Yeah, the and I just incorporated it into my dream, so I thought it was a dream and it wasn't until I was on the tube and they said, all flights are cancelled because of the volcanic ash. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's really happening. It's really happening. So you thought you'd dreamt the whole thing? Mm. Oh, God. Well, all I'm worried about is how am I going to get to Mauritius in a couple of weeks? I hope it subsides <laughs> by then. I think it'll clear, clear by then, surely. I, I can't believe that, that the whole world has been brought down by ash. It's like being Cheryl Cole. Oh, for goodness very sake. Good, hey, do you see? Frank? What you have to do, you have to think about the words involved and see if you can make any kind of play out of them. That's how, that's how my career's worked. Apparently, Frank, John Cleese, even celebrities are affected by ash. Um, John Cleese paid £3,000 to get a taxi, but he got the taxi from Norway to Brussels. Well, is that preferable in any way <laughs> to end up in Brussels? I'd rather stay in Norway. You might, you might see Aha or something. Well, he wasn't going to Brussels for any specific reason. Oh, I don't know. He's been mysterious. Well, he's, he's keeping a low profile. I think that's... Mm. No one can argue with that. Or was no. that the hunchback of Notre Dame? <laughs> <laughs> one of them certainly used to. I, I actually... I've been to Iceland... Oh, yeah. It does feel like it's going to explode at any moment. Everywhere mm. you go, you drive along roads and there's, like, hot air and hot water. St- it's, if you can imagine being very, very small and driving across a teenager's face, that's what Iceland is like. So it, it's only a matter of time before the whole damn place goes up, I would say. Yeah. Especially if Kerry Katona <laughs> can get that explosive device working. I, um, I, I tell you what I'd, I'd like to know. Yeah. How does, if it's sand, they say it's sand, right? Mm. How does sand stay up in the air? Oh, I see what you mean. Because steam, you can see that because it's lighter than. Um, Sand's quite sand. heavy, though, isn't it? Yeah, how does mm. that. That I mean, like, if you were watching golf mm. and they, they chip one out the bunker, the sand doesn't just keep going up, does it? Well, we should get some boffins <laughs> to text in on 0415. We should get some boffins, I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'll be, there'll be some boffins listening. Or oh, some, yeah. They're always up. But I, I'd, I'd really like to know that. It's confused me. I think, isn't it just a lot of those BA strikers just squirting lighter fuel into a volcano <laughs> in Iceland <laughs> thinking, yeah, we'll stop it. Absolute radio. The uh, wanna dies. Well, they won't die. It's still going on. No. It's from Romeo and Juliet, wasn't it? The film that came out about Romeo and Juliet. 
Was it? A little bit of trivia. The film that came out about... What was it, a documentary? <laughs> the film that came out about... We've had a text in Frank on 8, 12, 15. Well, from... that's good news, because sometimes I think there's no-one out there. Well, there is, and this is Ivor Staples. And can I just say I like that name? <laughs> He's Ivor in charge Staples. of stationery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he you starts... had to say it, didn't you? You had to. <laughs> Obviously, we all knew it was there, let, just under the surface, but you had to let it out. You're like Iceland in that way. Do go on. Ivor starts very politely. Out. He says, good morning, Frank, and all at Absolute Radio. I trust you're all well. Which I like, as an opener. Of course, I've no idea. What am I, a doctor? (laughs) For all I know, I could be dribbling with illness internally as we speak. Well, he's got something to say about the volcanic ash. He says, the Met Office are going to have to come up with some new symbols and phrases for the weather forecast now that we have ash in the equation. Uh So to help them out, how about this? Rain and ash becomes rash. Snow and ash becomes snash. And hail and ash becomes hash. Well... I don't want to get soaked in sleet and ash. That's, <laughs> that's what worries me. Well, it's a very, I'm glad people are joining in. Uh, we're on 8.12.15 if you want to. Just text us about anything. Uh, you can text us if you like about restoration drama and we'll talk about it because we don't care. You can also text us about the life of the African toad. Yeah. Right? Maybe you've seen a great blockbuster film like um, Hamlet or Macbeth or Romeo and Juliet. I saw a film about Hamlet. Yeah, I did as well. (laughs) Yeah, and that was all right. I preferred Hamlet, but it was sort of like the making of. (laughs) I don't understand. Anyway, did did I have a brilliant day last Saturday? Oh, you had some good news, didn't you? Automatic promotion with three games to spare. I... Yes, I don't mind if I do. It was <laughs> great. We, I went up to uh, Doncaster. There was me and uh, Adrian Childs, the TV celebrity, and uh, 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 Matthew Taylor, who's a mate of ours, mm. and I don't think you'll mind me saying, he was once head of um, the Labour Party's policy unit. So wow. He's, he's one of the cleverest men I've ever met. It's, like, it's honestly like hanging out with an enormous Wikipedia. <laughs> he knows everything. And we were on our way to the game, and we got uh, a phone call from... Uh, a guy we know works for the Albion called mm. Simo, and he said uh, one of the players um, needs uh, needs some flowers. He said he just needs one flower, really. He said flowers. He really, really needs just one flower. So if you pass any flowers or anything, can you just grab one? Mm. So we ended up stopping on on the uh, on the dual carriageway safely, can I say? And uh, and and Matthew had to get out and pick a daffodil. So oh, that must take, have been a nice flower. Yeah, so we could uh, so we could take. I mean, we have no idea to this day what it was about. Really? Yeah, I don't. Why would you need one daffodil before an important football match? He's addicted to flowers. He needs to eat flowers before going on the pitch. I resent that remark. <laughs> You'll be sued by Gabriel <laughs> Tamas. No, no, yeah, no, that kind of thing. You say we got a problem, a daffodil problem <laughs> at the Albion. It's people like you, you see, with your little casual remarks. Anyway, we had uh, we had a fabulous time, but it all ended well. Oh, I'll say. You know what we did? Or has it ended well, Frank? I think so. Well, I don't know. I worry. You see, I, your happiness does mean a great deal to me. I have to oh. say, and I do worry about you being promoted now. Because to me, that's like going out with the really good-looking guy. You're spending your whole life it's on living on credit, waiting for them to dump you. Isn't it better to, to hang around in the lower reserves? I think what, what it's like is 
when you're in the championship, the lower, mm. the, sec- the lower of the two divisions, it's a bit like, you know, when you see someone you really fancy and, you, and then you think, well, what, I wonder if I can... And then you get them, right at the end of the season, you get them. <laughs> and then it's like, the, when you're in the premiership, it's like being in an abusive relationship. When yeah. you, get, you, you don't know what mood they're going to come home in, you know, you might get your head rubbed up the wall, all that kind of... That's what it's like. So, you know, that's one of part of life's ups and downs. But we did have KFC on the way to the game. And then because we got promotion, we had KFC on the way back. So I ended up having two three-piece dinners. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, when you don't drink, you you have to celebrate in other ways. Your skin Mm. must have looked great afterwards. Oh, it was fantastic. And that little string bow tie I had with the white beard. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. But, oh, man, I I absolutely KFC'd through the window. Absolute radio. So what about Dan Gosling? Oh, Dan Gosling. You know I do what I'm talking about, eh? <laughs> Whatever next. Dan Gosling is, a, is an Everton footballer who's done his, uh, he's done his ligaments in. And the mm. club, mm. to make sure he doesn't do himself any more damage, have, he's, obviously he's a young bloke, he's a mm. footballer, they've uh, fitted a stair lift oh. in his house. <laughs> and I read that story and it said that his, that his fellow teammates have been having a go at him about it. What a surprise. Mm. And I thought, actually, that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Oh, I'd love that. I think what what's good for Dan Gosling is good for the gang. <laughs> I, I'd love a stair lift in my house. Mm. I, there's something really... I mean, I'm not wishing one on me by need. No. But I think it's all right to have something that you don't need. I had this... Um, I had a conversation with, a, with a, a lady in a wheelchair the other night, and I was saying to her, I've always fancied one of those mobility scooters because you've got all your stuff with you. I love having oh, all my I stuff love with it. me. Yeah. See, blokes don't get this. You've got to fill your pockets. I saw a bloke on a mobility scooter and he had um, a little tray in the front of him. He had uh, a chess computer. Oh, that's lovely. Shopping wow. with a chess computer. Yeah. Well, because usually when you stand up, you don't have a lap. So you can't have a laptop, but if you're sitting no. down, then you will have a lap. Well, you could have a you could have a laptop on a on a, a, like a strap a, around, like a your, cigarette, sort of like a harmonica, or like an electric. Uh, well, that'd be a bit <laughs> high, wouldn't it? <laughs> but you could have, you know, you get. Um, who was that? Uh, oh, you see, people used to have keyboards on straps. Oh right, yeah, in, in yeah. In the seventies, right? You could have, you could have a laptop like that. We should bring but that I'm, back. I'm on about those mobility scooters. You get like a drinks holder, mm. and all sorts stuff like that. You can and you know what? You get respect as well. It's like Ben Hur in the Chariot. <laughs> I think people respect you when you're walking down the street. I step out of the way of a mobility scooter. Oh, yeah, good well, it's always a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just jump on the back of it like like the men do at the uh, bumping cars on fairs. <laughs> Start spinning them like they do on the, on the waltzes. Come on, mate, way chess pieces flying in all directions. When I was at university, I used to fantasise about just being on like a hospital bed the whole time and just being pushed around by nurses to my lectures and stuff. I'm sure that could have been arranged. <laughs> and did you invent Rag Week? <laughs> what, what did you do that? at university? I did a media arts. What does what does that mean? Watch telly? Yeah. We had <laughs> and painted? We had screenings where we had to go and watch telly. you And, joking. like, films. But you didn't... You just lay in a bed and then <laughs> Laura came in and told you what had happened in the lectures and that was it. <laughs> that, actually, that's your life, isn't it? A bed being pushed around. <laughs> You know well, those stair lifts, though, Frank? I'm, I have an apartment, and so it's all on one level. You have an apartment? But can I just apartment. get a stair lift that would be like an affixed kind of wall travelator so I could just go from room to well, room? Well, I mean, what you want is a cable car. Oh, that's it, Frank. A small in I'll tell you what else surprised me. The escalator has never really 
progressed into into the domestic home. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you, you mean. You only ever get them in big shopping centres and stuff like that. I'd mm. love an escalator at home. <gasps> That's a great idea. Wouldn't it be brilliant? I you mean, need, but you need a down one as well. I guess it could be reversible. Oh, no, I'd just go down on the stair lift. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be better for me because I, I've got um, shiny wooden stairs and uh, you don't want to be on, an, on them in your stocking feet. It's mm. a death no. trap. Yeah, yeah. Also, slides haven't really taken off around the home. <laughs> slides would be brilliant. Again, Escalator up, <laughs> yeah. slide down. Sliding down, that would be fantastic. And I'll tell you what you could do. You can have your dirty washing basket at the bottom of brilliant. the slide. <gasps> yeah. So you could chuck dirty things into that and also <laughs> to soften your landing. when you, You'd have that slightly post-sock and yeah. pant odour about you when you climbed out of it, but that you'd soon shrug that you'd off. You'd have to be disciplined to not like, not like putting plates down it and stuff because, you know, if you had a oh, lot no. of stuff and you can put crockery because then when you got to the bottom... No, but panic. see, you've taken a negative. You're already thinking mm. about the things that could go wrong. Let's think about things that could go yeah, right. Let's dream. I love a shoot, though. Oh, I'd oh, love a shoot. That's right, me to death. Um, <laughs> I, I would. Say, let's see how long this record is. You might have a chance. Squeeze one in. Um, <gasps> so, um, oh, I love the next record, actually. But well, it's just a minute. Yeah. So, if if anyone is listening and they want to uh, text us and say what what gadgetry would improve your home life, we'd love to hear it because mm. it's, it's about t- it stopped that in house thing. The sort of tease it, made phenomenon. Yeah, the goblin mm. tease made. I'd miss her. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We had any text messages, Gurga Granville? Well, we've had a text in on eight twelve fifteen saying, "Frank, give us a wave." Okay, where's my where's my? Find the wave. Can't just do it, Frankie. Frankie, give us a wave. I'll do it the way managers do it. Okay. So I'm watching the game over here, right? And then you, okay, then you Gareth, do it. one, two, three. Frankie, Frankie, Frankie give, give us a wave. Frankie, Frankie, give us a wave. <laughs> it's, like, it's always done like that. I'll give you a wave, but I'm actually quite busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You don't want to turn football. around and give them a really big wave, and then there's things they think, well, hold on. Do you care about us or do you care about the team? You've got to be careful. Now, we've had some texts in from people Ooh. suggesting gadgets they'd like around their house. Oh, yes. Um, well, Mike in St Albans actually has an a an, uh, gadget-related anecdote saying he recently went to a bar in Austria that had a slide down to the toilet. He says it wasn't literally into the toilet itself, though. Slide down to the... Yeah, I'm yeah. worried that that might have been a whole flat that had been built downstairs in Austria. <laughs> <laughs> a slide, but no upward way of getting... Yeah. Yes, I don't like to say... Well, that, the trouble about a slide down to the toilet, wouldn't it be tempting to just use the slide and think it'll get yeah. there eventually? Cut, cut out the middle, man. Exactly. How do you get up? You have to clamber up? Oh, awful. Well, there was, you wouldn't have to have to clamber... Oh, no. <laughs> there must be stairs up. I'd love to slide mm. down to the top. That would be brilliant, though, wouldn't it? Oscar has said he'd like a Corby trouser press. <laughs> Dreaming big, Oscar. You can <laughs> you can buy those though. Mm. I've only exactly. seen them in hotels, but I'm sure that I'm sure you can buy them. I, I did. I did. Have you ever tried one, Gareth? Um, yes, I believe I have. Did it work? It took a while to heat up. It took it ages. Took, yeah. Absolutely, oh, take I, forever. I tried to do a pizza in one in a, in a, <laughs> in a hotel in um, Enfield, and uh, oh man, I ended up just eating what was essentially just cold pastry. I used one when we did the show from Preston. That's how recently I oh, used wow. one. My dress was creased. Oh, it Preston. Isn't that where we did the show from? Yeah, I'm thinking pressed. Oh! <laughs> Clearly you were Something having... Something there. Let's, yeah, there oh, was let's a, workshop that. That was a subliminal <laughs> uh, message. What else do we, are we hearing from the stratosphere? Well, Edward Gardner has suggested he would like... Ed Gardner? Ed Gardner. <laughs> Isn't he the Ed Gardner? 
<laughs> he says he'd like a mini ride on railway to deliver food and mail around the house and dirty laundry to the utility. I like that idea. I like that he's delivering mail around the house. <laughs> <laughs> How many people live in a gardener's house? I suppose that's the way it is when you're, when you're a gardener. Uh, we also we also had um, a text explaining the um, the volcanic ash phenomenon from Ed Pizer Knapp. Oh, Ed Pizer Knapp. Yeah. Oh, he's one of my regulars. Yeah, he's is he? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't bring your work. Yeah. Ed Pizer Knapp. Um, hi, Frank, Emily, and Gareth. From what I can work out, the volcanic ash that stays in the atmosphere is made up of very fine particles. I like from what I can work <laughs> out. I'm imagining him at a blackboard with chalk oh, doing me a series too. of calculations. <laughs> fantastic. Oh, talk sciencey to me, Ed. It's very fine particles being so light. The forces acting upon it by the atmospheric winds could be enough to overcome the forces of gravity for some time. Hope this helps. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. Well, I think he does, but I think you read that out and you panicked halfway through and thought, I don't understand this. <laughs> yeah, and then you transmitted that to, yeah. to the listeners and to us. <laughs> I hate that. I feel I've been let down in a big way. What oh, you did, you got... You actually... It's as if that text message came with a slide <laughs> and you got on it. <laughs> so it's lighter than sand. Is that is that true? Someone said it was like talcum powder. That's a helpful analogy. Does anyone in the world still use talcum powder? Yes, Lindsay Lohan does. does she, she said that's why her shoes had were all because uh, her shoes Covered were all in powder. Yeah, no, but that's true because some people mm. do because it stops your feet sweating. Apparently, my what? I don't sweat, so I wouldn't know. But apparently, people <laughs> that do sweat, that's what happens. I can't, it's the sort of thing that the people used when I was a child. Obviously, they used it when I was a very small child mm. on my behind. Yes. But I mean, I, I can't believe it's still. I find it creepy. I put some on Ethan. Yeah. But there's still children around. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolute radio. We've had an email in, Frank. Um, this was actually sent in during the week. I like those ones. Yeah, it's, it's incredible that people mm. would actually sit down and write one during the week when we're not even generating. Exactly. Very loyal, these people. Um, <laughs> this is... Marie Antoinette, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Very loyal, my people. This is from Meriel from Shanghai. Oh, she sounds glamorous. I like her. She does. Meriel mm. from Shanghai. Brilliant. Hi, of Frank course, and it, team. It is a strip Marielle. club <laughs> in, in Oldham, but carry on. She's training for the London Marathon ah. on the 24th of April. She's going to be flying back especially to run for the first time ever with her little sister. She, if she can fly, why is she running? That's amazing. She, oh, she might not even make oh, it. No. There's, 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 there's grits oh, in the air. volcanic oh, ash. God. Anyway, carry on. Uh, she says, we're going as the Chalk and Cheese sisters. This is because Beth is like Emily. Oh, um, obsessed with fashion, looking beautiful and spending money. Oh, yeah, I like the sound of her. She is cheese, and I'm more like Gareth, just plain sensible. Chalk. Oh. Oh. Gareth is plain <laughs> sensible. Odd, just, isn't it? Yeah, chalk. Why are they saying Emily's like cheese, sort of mature and pungent? Oh, <laughs> I'm happy to like be described brie. that way. She's got that kind of so white Frank, paste. Frank, be very <laughs> careful, Frank. Clammy skin about Frank. You know what I mean? Frank, be careful. Oh. Okay, sorry. That was me being careful. <laughs> I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what I haven't, I haven't done this morning. Go on. If I can just get me mouse working. Get, Come on, you idle little git. Get your mouse sorted. Saturday morning! Oh, I'm about that. I forgot to do that. People oh, don't it's... often describe me as sensible. No. Don't they? That's, that's quite nice. I am um, this week I am um, my mum li- likes a bargain. Right. Oh, dear. And um likes going to charity shops, second hand things. This t- this week she went to an all new level with that. Right. She well, said presumably she didn't go to an all new level, she went to a 
second hand level <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> new to her yeah okay um she said oh she phoned up laura very excited that she'd got something something for ethan she had gone out at lunchtime ethan is garrett's baby any new yeah. new listeners uh, um, yeah. she'd gone out on her bike in her lunch break and a, in a skip outside a hotel she'd oh, found God. a chair for ethan Lovely, from a skip. <laughs> from a Marvellous. Skip. That's a nice present for a child. Was yeah. there an old computer monitor in there as well? Which they're always in. I bet and it was some asbestos. A, it'd be an office chair, wouldn't it? They're, all, yeah. they're always in those skips. Always an office What's chair. Like? What's the nature of the chair? Well, she took it home on a bike as well. She's on a bike, so this is... Well, it's it's like a little chair that's painted like a giraffe. It's painted orange and has a giraffe face on it. But it's got terrible cracks down the back. It's cracked. Yeah. And it... People have thrown it away because they thought, oh, we don't want that near kids. Look, it's cracked and looks terrible. Yeah. And she's brought it home for Ethan. So how have you handled this diplomatically? Because obviously, it, it's, it's, you know they say it's the thought that counts. It's a nice gesture, isn't it? No, I don't think it is a nice gesture. Oh, no. I, see, I see skin picking <laughs> as, a, as an act of great warmth. <laughs> my my mum knows that I don't like second-hand stuff and stuff like that, and she's got something from Tighty, tighty! <laughs> exactly. So I, I mean, to I, be I, fair to your mum, I would have thought that was quite an... I would have assumed that, I have to be honest. I'm looking at that? you today. I would have thought you, you, thought you, thought you like were quite fond hand. of a second-hand shop or slash skip. Well, thank you. <laughs> I must. When I first saw you, I thought, here's a man who likes a cracked giraffe chair. <laughs> no. no, so I've refused to even be polite about it and have just. Oh no, that's you see, you don't know what uh, to feelings. It was it was an act of kindness. Mm. Mm. You could fight fire with fire and and, and give her like seven house bricks. Or no, a skip. You all found. her future <laughs> birthday presents are going to come from skips. Well, I, I look forward to seeing what, what that is. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a sampled book. That's another thing you always get in there, those samples <laughs> books that people have. Absolute Radio. You know, we were talking about gadgets that could improve your life. Yes. Gadgets in the home. What about a toilet that came to you by calling it like a dog? I'm liking the sound of that. What do you think of that? Well, my suggestion is just use your dog as a toilet. <laughs> Perfect. Problem solved. Yeah. You could get, and, you know, yeah. if you, and you could get a, if, if it doesn't have any suitable hollows in it, you could just strap a kind of a one of those bedpan things to its back, well, sort like of a saddle. A poodle would be quite absorbent. It'd be a good name like as a well big... for a toilet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, morning, guys. This is my idea for home improvement. Comes from something I've done by mistake a few times. You know the button you push on your keys to unlock the car. I sometimes do that as I approach the house, trying to unlock the front door. Oh, drunk! I'll be bound. <laughs> But I think this might be a good idea, especially if you rig the house with some big yellow indicators to flash so you let it you lets you know if it's locked or unlocked. I like that. Actually. I quite like that. I don't like yeah. that, the yellow indicators. That sounds very new, very no, regional. I think that's clever. I mean, yeah, that'd be also, brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah, you could have like you could have an alarm on the house as well, mm. so to stop people from from breaking in. Yeah, write that down because I think I, I think that. Well, oh, that's an original idea. Alarm. An alarm could, on the house. Could really catch on that <laughs> that house alarm thing. Yeah, and Elaine says, Frank and the team, I have a Corby trouser press. It's great in the winter to warm them up before going out in the cold. Oh, so not really for any sort of aesthetic mm. reason. For that, that's and different. You could put warming pa- up the trousers. You could put pants and stuff in there. Put them in when you get to bed at night. Be like <laughs> a bit of toast when you got up in the morning. Well, well, sometimes <laughs> just put up, blast them with the hairdryer. I'll do that. Well, I sleep in my pants, and I find they're often like a bit of toast in the morning. <laughs> Sort of flaky. Anyway, right. Well, that that's um, that's splendid news. And Evie Gardner 
in Southern. Is this Ed's sister? Oh, maybe it is. Um, has suggested a huge body dryer, like the ones in Centre Parks. I haven't been to Centre Parks, but I like the sound of a huge body dryer. He sounds awesome. A huge body dryer? Is that like a hand dryer? Yeah, yeah. You, you like a massive Dyson. Oh, so being in the, you'd come out the shower yeah. and go into... No, I don't, I don't like the sound of that. Oh, at okay. all. I like toweling. That's one of my favourite things. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, God, every little nook and cranny. Okay. <laughs> well, my favourite story of the week was um, Marie Lewis. It's a bit of a... The, the headline is, She's Kind of Tragic. Um, she's it's the kind of headline I think we all dream of <laughs> in the entertainment industry. <laughs> she um, has been jailed for eight months for stalking a Freddie Mercury impersonator. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it says that she became um, abusive um, because she became jealous of the 45-year-old rocker's glamorous lifestyle. And, oh, well, um, she's got slightly mixed up there, hasn't she? <laughs> yeah. yeah. i tell you what I like about that. A lot of people, a lot of stalkers, when Freddie Mercury died, they would mm. have crossed him off the list. Mm. What I like about her, she's, she's learned to make do and mend. <laughs> she's sort of, she's stalking him by proxy. I like the glamorous life of the impersonator <laughs> from Five. Well, well, he does. He, um, she appro- he's performed 3,000 times as Freddie Mercury and... Um, she approached him once as he was turning on a town's Christmas lights. So he, a, so he gets a, around. She, uh, she's not a woman who's, uh, who's thought this through, is she? I think <laughs> if you're going to approach your victim, try and get him when he's on his own in an alley, yeah. not when he's turning well, on maybe the Christmas lights. Maybe where it's dark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, perhaps it was dark just before. <laughs> yeah. She thought, this is a good time. Whoa! And suddenly there's, like, big reindeer and stuff lit up above the mm. poo. I, I, I feel he should be stalked by a, a sort of a stalker-like, someone who isn't really a stalker, but who's, like, dressed up like one. Then we could have a whole secondary world A stalker tribute act. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be marvellous. There's a famous stalker. I can't think of a famous stalker other than John Stalker, the former head of yeah. the, the Met. But if you, yeah, if you dressed as John Stalker... Oh, it's all getting far too complicated. Can I just say, I'm trying to concentrate, but I'm just being drowned out by the sound of flirtatious laughter. Stephen Mangan has arrived, and so is Rhys Thomas. And Daisy, who works on the show, is out there having a whale of a Daisy time with them. Daisy working her magic. Well, oh, exactly. Oh, she is... Such a minx. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. It's nice, that. I love that song. I love yeah, They Might Be Giants. I like the idea of a birdhouse in my soul. It's just, <gasps> where is the going to be the tray going to be that you have to pull out with all the, the lime, the bird <laughs> lime on it? Mm. I made a birdhouse at school. It had mesh. Um, we've got a. Neat, That's we, what we call it, a Gareth dote. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a Gareth anecdote. Yeah, it's it's. And what would you say it's defined by Frank? A Gareth dote. Well, I think uh, Gareth dote. It, it's it's a bit like when you're in a building, an old building, and you open a door and you realise that it's just even though you're on the fourth floor, it, it's just the outdoors, and you're left there just <laughs> gazing, thinking, "Oh, I thought there'd be a room here and interesting things to look at," but no, it's just. Space and a hint of danger. Well, that that had an ending. It had mesh. Okay. It had mesh. Okay, let's not. It's let's a payoff of sorts. <laughs> let's we've not got, reiterate. We've got we've got an email, um, Frank. We've got an email. Oh. Oh. 
Frank, at the end of the trailer for your new TV show... Oh, oh yeah, this is... Can I just interrupt and say, this is Frank Skinner's opinionated. Oh, no, don't. No, I would like to say I loved your show last night. I know you get angry when I say anything, and I praise you, but I loved it, and I have to say that. Thank you, but I think people who are are on the radio talking about their TV shows make it sound like, oh, but... let me reassure you, I have proper work. I'm yeah, but you're not talking about it. I am. Okay. Just accept the compliment gracefully. The Continue, Gary. The way I see it is, I've got the radio show, and when I've got a spare, spare time, I do a bit of telly. Yeah, I like let's, that. Let's, let's get our priorities okay. right here. Mm. Go this on, is then. our little home, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Not in the bright lights where people putting makeup on your face and giving you a lot more money. Who needs <laughs> that? Oh, I love the sound of that. Mm. Oh, God, I've spoiled the whole thing now. <laughs> Emily's going to go into TV. <laughs> Frank, at the end of the trailer for your new TV show... Oh, new TV show this, new TV show that. Why why do you move your tie to the left? Oh. Were you trying to predict where they'd place the two template? That's oh, because it's on BBC Two like, and uh, oh, the big cut-out two. Like I was deliberately pointing mm. at it like... Uh, do you remember that, that quiz game with the robot that used to point to the correct answers? No, you don't. No. OK. <laughs> no. What was it called? Oh, Countdown? Anyway. That's a rude no, way to talk about Carol It was a board game with like a little... He had, it was a, a robot. He used to point with a metal rod and it was really? all magnetic. It was absolutely fantastic. Oh, it I was don't know that. better in many ways than penicillin. Probably that robot got out of control and killed some children. That's probably why it's not available anymore. Yeah, it was only about four inches high. Anyway, um, what happens is that I've developed in recent months a, a bit of a belly... Mm. It oh, might that's be. Not true. It, it's true. I really? can show it to you if you like. Oh no! Oh, just, just. Uh oh. Oh, Frank, oh, no. don't Lots get that belly out. No, Frank. Oh, Frank. Oh my God. So I find that when I Octo ta- Mum. Now I've taken to it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Watch out! I've already squirted a bit of ink this morning. <laughs> so. um... I find that when I have a tie on and I sit down, the tie, it's as if the tie is atop a small hill. Right. And it can e- if it goes oh. one, one way or the other, once it goes more than two inches left or right of my navel, it falls down the slope. Hmm. So that's what happens on the end of the thing. It's become a real problem. Somebody put a tie pin on it, but that was just like... What do you mean somebody? The tie pin person? <laughs> do you employ someone to do that? There's somebody? a wardrobe, there's a wardrobe lady. Oh, OK. And, uh, but the, the, the belly, as the belly gets higher, the tie is, is more precariously placed. Hmm. I did see an advert for a thing called a myrtle. What's which that? is a, it's a man girdle, oh. and it's not like there's there's no buckles or anything of that nature. On it. It's much more subtly. It just grips. It just grips the stu- takes the stomach in a vice like grip. Absolute radio. Please, Thomas yes. and Stephen Mangan are with us. They're Good already morning. my favourites, and they haven't even been here like two minutes. I love them. You're just <laughs> based on physical things. Yeah, maybe. I hate that you're so superficial. <laughs> so good day to you. Hello. Good morning. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you got in. Okay. Just about. There was a problem. Wasn't <laughs> well, I just I knocked on the door downstairs, and a very nice security man said yes. I said, I'm, <laughs> "Oh, hello. I'm, I'm here to do the Frank Skinner show." You want to watch the Frank Skinner show? <laughs> oh, man, I'm afraid you're about eight years too late. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the Frank Skinner. You're on it. I mean, I'm appearing on it. Oh, you always see. You brought me up. And then he knocked on your window and said, Someone's here through the glass. Did you see I that? Did, I didn't even. Pointing he, at me. He didn't even knock that well. I didn't hear him. Well, it's like a soundproof glass, actually. But he just banged on the glass saying, Someone's. Someone is here. <laughs> is that soundproof glass? He just said a guest, couldn't he? Someone. Uh, perhaps nice he's, he perhaps he's someone. Ha- I think his hands are still slightly gelatine formed. <laughs> so he just, when he knocked on the window, he kind of went. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Of course, he'll be listening downstairs. No, well, he'll he just be sharpening his axe. <laughs> 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 oh, well, I'm sorry about that, but I'm glad you made it. I'm here now, it's all that matters. I feel like I'm, we're about to record an album, there's so many of us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant, great, isn't it? it? It's like yeah, you're the so drummer <laughs> and we're the, the backing vocals or something. <laughs> it's like a big, a big charity single. Yeah. <laughs> we're like S Club 7, really. S Club 5. Well, yeah. we're just talking about because we were talking about this woman who's uh, stalking a Freddie Mercury lookalike. Which is about as low rent as you can get in the stalking. Is she a stalker lookalike? <laughs> yeah, well, we've, we've been through all this. Thing. Sorry, sorry but it know. turns so out sorry. that we have someone with proper Queen connections. Yes. Am I right, Reese? Uh, yes, I work with Queen. Well, th- what's left of them? And uh, <laughs> I produced their DVD. I'm a mass- I'm a big fan. Right. And my sort of dream came true. I wrote, I wrote this sitcom, and we asked Brian May to do the theme tune for it, and he said yes. We couldn't believe it. And then we said, who makes your DVDs for you? He said, oh, no one at the moment. And I, and I said, well, we will. And me and my friend produced five of them. And we got, got, went on tour with them and all that kind of stuff. It's like a childhood fantasy coming true. You dreamt yeah. of producing amazing. Queen DVDs as a child. Well, I kind of dreamt... Of, yeah, I did. Not, wow. Well, I didn't know DVDs would exist. I dreamt about DVDs first. And then, they, then they came, that, that dream came true. I didn't dream about... Nostradamus! <laughs> and then I dreamt about HD DVD, which didn't take off. So that, that was a nightmare. OK. But Blu-ray has, has come on. No, I... Uh, Have you dreamt about any stuff that hasn't happened yet? We can, uh, we can tick off each week. I can't tell you week. these things because it's, oh. it's too serious. Frank, you could do that with The Fall. Frank likes Marky Smith and The Fall. Do you like the fall? No. Well, no. I can stalk a Marky e. Smith <laughs> tribute act. I don't know if that if such I don't a know person. if there are many of those around. <laughs> I don't think there are. There must be loads of Queen ones. There's, I've seen a Queen. There's a Queen, uh, a band called Queen, K W E N. They're Japanese. And there's a tiny little Freddie Mercury. He's about four foot tall. Oh. He does all the AOs and everything, but in slightly in a slight Japanese accent. He's a sort of travel Freddie Mercury. <laughs> 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 just throw him <laughs> You can look him up on YouTube and then the road the just carry him in in, in a flight case. <laughs> Where's the Freddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, all the others are all Chinese with you know, big haircuts and things. It's quite. F- they are, it's worth looking at mm. if you're bored. You know, I, I do it quite a lot. Anyway, we should say you uh, YouTube just made a new movie. We have called Beyond the Pole. Mm. So I watched last night and I loved it. Oh great, that's yeah, good. That's oh, brilliant. she's coming full of it this oh, morning. I like that's that. true. I she's, did. She's become ecologically aware and all sorts. <laughs> really, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but it's funny. It's not like yeah, you know, it's not a message movie. No, is it? no, because message movies aren't good. This no. is, it's a comedy about two lunatics who walk mm. to the North Pole. Can I just say yeah. that that's a good message? Movies aren't good, Stephen <laughs> Mangan. That's a nice thing to be known that's, for. You, you didn't like Malcolm X? No. <laughs> no. no, there weren't Gandhi. many jokes. In. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbish. Weak. <laughs> no, I thought. Malcolm X, just the title's quite negative. It looked like it was called Malcolm and somebody didn't like it. <laughs> is it true that someone said it was called Malcolm? Someone thought it was called Malcolm 10. <laughs> that's a genuine. Oh, and a medical, I bet. That's true. And it, what was another film they had to take out? Oh, Madness, was, Madness of George III. That's right, yeah. They yeah. rename in America because they thought no one would have seen Madness of George the One. Mm. And, well, I had the same problem with Mange 2. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked me if I wanted Mange 2, and I said, I didn't really like Mange 1. I'm not going <laughs> to mess around with the sequel. They looked at me in a strange blank way, as many of you are. But, you know, in my life, you have to just go for blanket bombing when it comes to comedy. <laughs> you'll kill some, but you'll miss others. Absolute Radio. Read my mind, killers. Shut up! And uh, Rhys <laughs> Thomas and uh, Stephen Mangan are with us. They've just made a film called Beyond the Pole, which they're now going to explain to us. Right, it's two lunatics who walk to the North Pole. Mm. That'll do it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Unsupported, f- no help. Um, Did you film in a big studio in Elstree with lots of artificial snow and all that kind of 
Sadly not. We filmed in Greenland in a place... What's it called? Uh, Tobin. Tobin Sound. Right. We basically flew to Iceland, fog-free. We flew then to Greenland in a little plane, and we landed on an airstrip in the middle of nowhere, white to snow for miles around. We got on a motorised skidoo Mm. for four hours, was it? Yeah. Well, I've been on a skidoo. It is great, though, isn't it? Amazing. We weren't sitting sitting on the skidoo. We were in a cardboard box being pulled behind it. Yeah. It was quite bumpy. No padding on the seat. It sounds like a taunting of the homeless (laughs) tournament. (laughs) When we went went, went there, we were all excited, and then we came back basically broken. Do you remember? And I'd got quite drunk the night before, and I had so much red wine, and I was so sick that the the, the production manager came and thought I'd died. (laughs) It looked like I'd been murdered by uh, an Eskimo. But I I hadn't. Like when you see a baby seal on the ice. And then I had to be bounced all the way home. It was, and we had to. We were stuck there, weren't we, for an extra night? Yeah, the snow came in. The terrible thing was, is that the the production company shot. Twelve Eskimos as a warning, <laughs> as a warning before they realised. The yeah, like the Nazis <laughs> used to do. They weren't actually. I must say, they weren't Eskimos. What's the, they're Inuit. In, Inuit. Inuit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so where did you guys stay then? Is there is there a Hilton? <laughs> they were converted yeah. sea containers. You mm. must have been to the Inuit Hilton. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> great. The Inuit Inn. It was uh, <laughs> the whole we day. Yeah, it was basically sea containers. Sea containers. That yeah, were, that's were what it'd be, it'd be the, so for the holiday Inuit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's on fire. Tell this us morning. about the state story. <laughs> the premier in the US. We were, we yeah, we were, we were what we were, we were. I'm stuck on we were, but I'll get yeah. through it. <laughs> we were driven to set every day uh, by huskies. Oh, yes. Boy. Huskies, eight. <gasps> they drove. Oh, I love the sound. They and they break they... wind on the what they do. Oh. Spra- Can they reach uh, the pedals? <laughs> <laughs> You are your nose level with their with their with their anuses, you see. Yeah, and um, and they do all that there, aren't they? <laughs> no, because you're sitting <laughs> you're down on this trip. Sound really, you really. And they, and they do. <laughs> and they really were selling this trip. But the other thing is, we also we also we couldn't. We, in terms of toilets, you know, you think about toilets. How lucky we are. We just flush our chains. We we shared a house together <laughs> and two other girls. Where is this going? And we know we'd have you'd have a toilet seat with a with a basically a bucket underneath and a bin liner in it, and we just look and go, hang on, is, is that it? And you'd have to, you could see what the person had done before you, oh. and and you'd also be aware that Yours they could see what you did. Yours was magnificent, by the Thank way. Thank you very I much. <laughs> I told you at the time. But there was one girl there. She didn't go for two weeks. She didn't. Well, the go. ladies had to share it with the oh, gentlemen. Yeah, you, can't, you can't not go. She for did two go. Weeks. She did go, and I pretended they were mine. Oh. I struck a deal. <laughs> well, I don't think anything could be more lovely than that. Could did it? you share it with the huskies That's like as well? Sir Walter Raleigh That's laying down his cloak for Elizabeth the First. In some ways. So yeah. yeah, so that so was that's... it. We were it was it was mad. We had a guy behind us with a rifle in case we yep. were attacked by polar bears. Yep. At times, really, are yep. you allowed to shoot polar bears? I thought well, that comes actors. into the yeah. film. Actually, <laughs> I yeah. think yeah. comedy actors rare. you're allowed to. That's oh, the I only didn't time. know that. That's uh... also they they the other we had these yeah, we had these guides these Arctic guides and they said the other problem is is uh, walruses will pop out of the ice. From, you know, they're quite dangerous, actually, and they, <laughs> yes. they, 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 how they kill you is they dig their tusks into your stomach and suck ah. your guts out. Mm. Oh, they look so nice. They, they can so suck you know, through their tusks. They, they like use their tusks and suck with their mouths. Oh, OK. Sorry. I think someone's been having you on. <laughs> no, no, it's true. So, and, and you'd see them from... Because they are, you know, a, 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 a seal on its hind legs is about 20 foot tall. <laughs> I know, hind legs? <laughs> they have fun with Were you very flippers? He's 20 foot tall. Radio. If you're wondering why everyone is giggling, it, I think it was uh, Emily's just said something funny. What did I say? I don't know. 
I you're going to say something funny. Can you I wait and the mic up? <laughs> Did you remember where you'd met Reese? Yeah, no, Reese and Reese just said he recognised me. That was all. That was and we were talking you're not about one that. of our um, webcam people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rather slimy webcam people that we sometimes send in. Yeah, we do get people. Tell Emily say. to point the webcam at us. Sometimes we get, yeah. <laughs> the, camera, the camera's not pointing at Emily. What's going on this week? That's is, there one in, is, that, is that a webcam here or is that it security? Is. That's my yeah. webcam. Oh, yeah. oh, right, so it's people can watch us too as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, but about four people. All oh, right. It's <laughs> a radio show on the, on the webcam. Yeah. I don't know. No, I did wave to someone today, so it certainly exists. I feel that we need to get some of the um, some of the nuts and bolts of this film. If people want to see, it, well, what do they do? Well, if you log on to beyondthepole.com, there's a load of information on there. There's a trailer on there. There's lots of uh, and all the basically the film is touring the country like a band would tour a country. Oh, so going, it's not just going to be you can go and sit in your local cinema. No, it doesn't. It hasn't worked like that because it's quite a low budget film. Uh, it hasn't. You know, it's not like we've got loads and loads of cinemas and we. All that kind of thing. We're kind of touring, and, and it, gradually we're getting more and more fans. We've got about five thousand fans on Facebook now. That's a good idea. It's a good it's idea. You know, we haven't got any distribution at all. It's all David Earl Williams, the director, uh, and Helen Baxendale, the uh, producer. They're basically just doing everything themselves in a good way. You know, they're yeah. taking it. You know, and the, the films about that as well. People are doing it themselves, and it's doing very well considering. Actually, it's just two people pushing it. I might, I might make it sound like it's. Um, like it's just two men on it. I like it's two people pushing it. <laughs> no, it, it sounds is. like it's yeah. on a big trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shoved around the country. No, because no. what happened, people are actually going to cinemas and saying, can you get yes. this film? And then the, the, the cinemas are getting the film in and showing it. So. Fantastic. And yeah. it stars a guy called Alexander Starsgard, doesn't it, who's very famous now. In the, he's in a series called True Blood. Plays yeah. a yeah. America. Very big in America. This film's done very well in America, actually. It's won the Phoenix Film Festival and a few other things. Um, they seem to like it. So, so we uh, can call it an award-winning movie. It is an award. Yeah. It's won about three awards. And Reese, aren't you one of the top ten people in Great Britain or something? Yeah, the radio. I'm time. one of the top ten. Yeah, what I'm number that? three. What, really? what does it mean? That's no, it, amazing. It means nothing. That means the Radio Times did a list of all the people they thought would be big this year, and they said that I was one of them. Along, well, along brilliant. with Barbara Windsor and Chris Evans and Barbara Matt Smith. Windsor could be Bar big this year. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> she, she's leaving EastEnders. It's, it's about like the, time. The, it's the, it's the faces time to come. watch. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a big face. And what number was I then? You weren't there, I don't think. I speak to you as the man who was number 45 in the nation's top stand-up. Oh, he's brought it up. I can't bear it. 45. I have never been so excited. Yes, I've been like Iceland this week. I've been bobbling under with the sieging range. Oh, Frank. I was quite relieved because I could go to bed early. Me too. I hope you weren't beaten by Joe Pasquale. No, no, I was... I, Where did Pasquale I, I carried come him in? in my arms in the pole. <laughs> he was number ninety-four or something. He was there. He was because uh, well, he nicks everyone else's material. Yeah, he likes to think he's featured throughout the show. I don't think he nicks everyone else's material. I think he's just a bit, yours. No, he nicks a lot of you know. He only nicks good people. I take it as a, I'm flattered. By it. It's like someone covering your band. It's like a band covering a, a song, isn't it? Yeah, it's like I, I, love it. I love it how you're flattered by that. Oh no, he only takes good people's material. Yeah, it's great. I like it. There was a there was a, a a guy called Gordon Astley. Do you remember him? He used to he presented the last ever series of Tiswas, and I met him. He, he did a, like a mainstream comic act, and he said, oh, it's great to meet you, Frank. He says, your stuff always goes really well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, it was so sweet. <laughs> so what else have you guys got? Aren't you doing a, an American series? Thing? I am, I'm doing a series with, with Matt LeBlanc, yeah. Goodness. Oh, from Friends. time, yeah. So um, we start filming in about a week, and it's set you, in... You know Matt LeBlanc, don't you, uh, Gareth? <laughs> <laughs> 
Is he what? No, I'm not sure. Is he a relative of Raymond? Raymond. Raymond Blanc. Raymond Blanc. That's the only celebrity Gareth's ever met. Is Raymond Blanc? I met him once in the Maison. That's very exciting. Yeah, it should be good. It's about two British writers who have a massive hit over here. Is it called Three Lions? No, it's not. A big hit with a sort of history boys type, you know, set in a very posh boarding school oh, with, a, okay. with an elderly headmaster as a star, and it gets bought by the Americans, and they make us cast Matt LeBlanc as the headmaster. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we're filming uh, here and over there. Brilliant. What's next for you, Rhys? Well, we've had a, can I just say we've had a text oh, in, Frank, asking knows. about Rhys. Okay. Can you yeah. ask Rhys if another series of Bellamy's People is on the cards? We, we're going to find out very soon. Uh, it's only just finished, so uh, they have to make their minds up and decide. We've actually filmed enough for a second series. We filmed so much material um, that we've basically got a second series already filmed. But that material must be slightly worse than the first. No, it's, it's actually better. It's actually, it's, it actually is better than. It's better than. Genuinely, it's better than. I, I must say, I yes. love Bellamy's people. You know that bit says, "Look at this marvelous flower. It's been growing." Isn't it? <laughs> no, that, not, that's not, not like David it. Bellamy. No, 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 no it's terrible. Fool myself. <laughs> well, look, it's been so. Go and see Beyond the Pole. Yes, it's, it's on tour. It's touring Britain at the moment. Yes. And uh, it's very funny. And thank you so much for coming in because uh, we love you. You've, you've now you gone into friends of the show. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Come back and talk about other things. Lovely. And I didn't mention the um, sport relief mile run because Stephen beat me by <gasps> quite I? a long way. Did yes. he? You did. You oh, he's smarmy, very live. Mr. Smarmy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Absolute Radio. Time of your life, green day. I wanted to say green ray, because apparently if you sit with a, a girlfriend or boyfriend, wherever you go, and you watch the sun go down, mm. if you are destined to be together forever, the, just as the sun disappears under the horizon, the very last thing, you see a green ray. And if you oh. see green, then that means you'll if be I together If I see green forever. dollars, I'll be together with them forever. Yeah, well, That's what I say. Oh no, <laughs> Hey, listen, Kerry says, um, you know you played the fall earlier. Of course yes. you do. My four-year-old Ollie is clearly a fall fan. We're in the car and he's been quietly watching a DVD for the last half hour and he's just shouted, turn this up, make it more rocky. And he's playing his plastic sword as I'm, a guitar. I'm liking right? the sound of that. Love mm. it. I wish he'd have gone and turn it up, make it more <laughs> rocky. <laughs> also, Gary from Dunleer has asked, um, in Ireland, has asked which fall album you should start with because he's re researched and there's 724 fall albums. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but there's, there's a lot. Well, it depends whether you're the kind of person who wants a greatest hit or you want an actual slice of life. Mm. You know the way a studio album is them at a set time. Yeah. If you want the greatest hits, there's a thing called 50,000 fall fans can't be wrong, which is absolutely marvellous. And if you want um, an album, I would probably say Hex Induction Hour. Is oh, the place yeah. To start. That's one of my you get facts as well as funnies on this show. I say facts as well as funnies, Granville. Now, Frank and Gareth, can I tell you about my little backhanded compliment from a child this week? Mm. Do you like the sound of that yes. anecdote? Sounds yeah. Good. I do. Mm. The child in question was David Baddiel's son, Ezra. Oh, Ezra, he's a sweet lad. Oh, he's lovely. Do you know da he's a friend? David Baddiel's a friend of mine and no, Frank's. No, I'm not allowed near <laughs> David Baddiel. Okay. <laughs> he's not... Uh, he has no cooking skills. He's not... He doesn't come from Thrall. So anyway, um, I saw David and I saw Ezra, which is always a treat because I adore Ezra and he's a bit of a prodigy as well. And, yeah, he's um, got those, like, horn head. <laughs> he hasn't. He's just very clever. Lots of fire starter. Piercing. <laughs> so he came to kiss me goodnight... 
and he had he had a little kiss good... me good night <laughs> sergeant major tuck me in my little wooden bed <laughs> And he had a little goodie bag with him. He'd been at Chelsea, oh. with David, and so he had a goodie bag. Strange goodie bag. <laughs> I said, goodie bags at yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, the children what kind do. of a football ground <laughs> is that? I said, what did you get? He said, I got this camera. A camera? What else are they going to give him? Some Hewlett Packard printer? Wasn't they good at West Brom dysentery? <laughs> <laughs> So, so Bad haircuts is what you get at West Brom. Frank. Not you, Frank. No, no, not me. Not you. Anyway, so um, Ezzy, Ezzy got the camera out and he said, oh, I'll take a picture. There wasn't any film in it. He didn't want to waste the film. <laughs> no, that but would be went, ridiculous. Yeah. That, you know, that's what photographers do when they're ugly models. If a bad model turns up, they pretend to take the picture and don't have film in it. Anyway. No. So Ezzy went no. to take the picture and then as he looked through the lens, he went, you look so much younger through this. <laughs> Oh, oh Ezzy! Did and you say, "Give me that camera"? <laughs> I want it for my house. D- Dave had to actually drag her off. Him. <laughs> I Go! wrestled them to the ground. He was going blue in the. F- I couldn't have bared to watch. I was going to hit the Triffids music then, but oh. we're running. We're, in the time is of the essence. Absolute radio. Ben Jones will be along after this show. He's, he's already, already here. He's already arrived, looking in a, a lumberjack-like in a, in a Czech shirt. A little bit serial killer today. Like he's just <laughs> come in from the Yukon. Yeah, yeah Amer- American serial killer. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's the kind. No, not serial killer, actually. Man who goes mental in garage and shoots eight people and then <laughs> turns the gun on himself. That kind of. Serial killer, I, I, they're a seedier type, generally. I know what you mean, Ben Frank. looks like he's been ro- of, yeah. lovely for years, and then, you know when the neighbours will say, he's such a quiet bloke, always yeah. never never thought for a second he'd do anything like this, that kind of, you know, post-incident interview you get. <laughs> anyway, we like him. <laughs> so, uh, he's got the baseball cap, he lives what in the What were you saying about cap. West Bromwich no There's no top to Ben's head, that's what I've heard. It's just like, it's just like a flagon. <laughs> so, yeah, West Bromwich Albion... Um, we, I, I once looked at uh, a website of the Everton website when we were about to play them, and they said on there, "You can uh, tell West Bromwich Albion fans because they all look about fifty-two, Aww. even the children." <laughs> <laughs> I have never been. Did we ever get to the? Did it get to the bottom of the the um, the gadget, the home improvement gadget? Thing? Well, Carl in Southend says, "Hi, I'm a firefighter, and like all the Ooh. others, I have a second job." Hi, Carl. Um, as, a, as a carpenter, I build, laundry sh- I build laundry chutes and indoor play areas in homes, which include slides. Hi, so Carl. So whatever you want done, um, Carl can do it. Laundry chutes. Mm. See, it's, it's, it's all out there. Mm. Yeah. I'm thinking I might... Uh, Everyone needs a chute. Did you know firefighters have second jobs? Yeah, they I, all do. I didn't really? know that. I, have a, I know a firefighter who does bits for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I knew a, a gay man who, this is a true story, who was so obsessed by firemen mm. in, in a sort of saucy way. A gay man. He actually, he actually bought a house opposite a, a fire station just so, you know, because he just liked seeing them hanging around. That's a great idea. That's dedica- mm-hmm. I'm not sure the heterosexuals have that kind of focused dedication. I think they're a bit more casual with their fancies. Oh, yeah. I like a specialist. I have got a London Fire Brigade T-shirt, though, but that's another story. Yeah, that was just left at your flat accidentally. <laughs> Speaking of specialists, you know that Bluebird, the, Bluebird, Bluebeard, the serial killer, when he was uh, questioned in court, this is what I call a specialist, they said to him, um, do, you, do you know how many women you killed? And he said, no, I don't know how many women I killed. I'm a murderer, not a mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it when they get stroppy. It's fantastic. Anyway, good day to you. Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
Absolute Radio.